friends, and welcome back to Doable Discipleship, a Saddleback Church podcast designed to help you deepen your faith. Linda, what do we like to say? We like to say that it's the show that helps you grow. It, that is what we like to say. My name is Jason. This is Linda. We're on the spiritual growth team at Saddleback. And friends, you know them, you love them. We are back with George and Tondra Gregory here today joining us because we are, are putting a little bow on this little mini series that we've kind of been doing. We had our uh, a conversation uh, two weeks ago with Gary Chapman around the five love languages. We talked last week with Jennifer Norheim around the book, How We Love by Mylon and Kay Yurkovich. And so we wanted to bring George and Tondra in and say, let's kind of take these concepts that we've been talking about, about how to get to know and appreciate, value, communicate with our spouse better and really get practical in it. And there's nobody who we thought would be better suited to talk about this than George and Tondra. Um, if you guys have not listened to the series that we did with them earlier this year on the five love languages, no, that's not it, on the five purposes of marriage, or five purposes of marriage. Yeah, lots of fives. I know, it's, it's, I guess it's a common theme this year. I wonder what we're gonna do five next, but go back and do that. We'll put the links to all those in the show notes too. So go back and, and watch that series. We actually did that series on video, so you can go back and watch that series. And then um, and then George and Tondra hosts um, a, a couple's nights out um, about every month or so here at Saddleback, mainly at the Lake Forest campus, but sometimes at other campuses. And you could also watch the previous ones that they've done on the church's YouTube channel, and those will be linked below too. So George and Tondra... Let's kind of get into some of the nitty-gritty here as we talk about um, kind of how do we get practical in bettering our relationship, our communication style with, um, with our spouse. So I, wa- I, I wanted to ask, in your role as relationship coaches, what have you observed to be kind of the greatest obstacles to communication within marriages? Well, Jason and Linda, thank you for having us on the podcast. It's always fun to jump on here with you guys. And uh, it's just so natural and organic. So by the way, I'm changing the tagline. This is the show to help you grow some mo. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I love it. That has been tested and approved. (laughs) Yeah. Great. (laughs) So so back to your question. Uh, So the things that you say, um, can you, I'm sorry, can you repeat the question? Yeah, of course, of course. So what have you guys seen to be kind of the greatest, like the hardest obstacles for people to overcome when it comes to a communication within marriages? Well, I would say listening is very hard for people to do. Mm-hmm. Everybody's fighting to be heard, fighting to get their point across. Even in the coaching session, <laughs> it's hard <laughs> to get people to slow down and just really try to listen. I know it seems so simple, but it's very, very hard uh, to contain what your point of view is. and it's a different set of skills to sit and, and just really listen to and, and hear somebody's heart. Yeah. Everybody wants to talk, but <laughs> few of us really want to listen, especially to, to the heart of others. So, something else that I uh, jotted was uh, that it's not defining the problem, right? Sometimes we uh, think we're communicating about the same thing in marriage or relationships. And yet uh, 
when you point out what you think you're talking about, it could be two or three totally different things. And so I think number one is you've got to clearly define the problem. Another one is, is not dealing with root causes, right? So we can keep talking about what's happening right now, but if there's not, if, if we don't go deeper and try to figure out what those root causes are, our triggers, things that maybe set us off on the past, things that we are confused about, things that we feel like, man, um, you, I'm, I'm defensive, or whenever we bring this up, there, we seem to go off the rails. If we don't talk about those root issues, I think some of that can be very much an obstacle. And then not setting aside the time that it takes to deal with issues, right? Sometimes we live in this microwavable society in which we want things just to be done and over with right. as quick as they come up. And yet many times it, it takes time, T-I-M-E, right. it takes time. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's just, it's so true. It's like, we want it to be fixed. We want it to be quick, but if there are roots, <laughs> those don't just mm. come out when you cut, cut off what's on top. You got to dig down and that takes time and energy and effort. Yes, exactly. Yeah. exactly. And I think it's important to, to mention too, because especially with the listening piece and not defining a problem, mm -hmm. it's, I, I think there can be a humility issue too of if like, well, I don't like, I'm fine. I don't want, I don't want to take the time to listen to somebody talking about my problems or what they perceive to be my problems or how I'm the problem. And so a lot of times I would imagine, <laughs> um, not by personal experience at all, but the, um, <laughs> that instead of listening, truly listening to understand the heart of the other person is you're sitting there trying to formulate your response right. back of, of why everything that this person's saying is wrong. And mm -hmm. let me tell you all the many ways that this is incorrect. <laughs> that is so true. It, it's, you, you're right. It's like you really have to put yourself in a different seat uh, in the conversation, uh, the listening seat versus the talking seat. And that's what I normally, we normally do with couples when we're coaching them is to actually let them sit in a seat that says this is my role in this conversation and then the person in the listening seat is to totally focus on what the other person is saying even if they have to take notes summarize ask questions is training their brain to really focus on what that other person is saying and you can't the the brain can't focus on two things at once right. so if you are focusing on what you want to say next you are definitely not focusing on what is being said mm -hmm. and so yeah <laughs> so definitely so so <laughs> so it sounds like a good practice is to say okay i'm gonna speak and then you're gonna repeat back to me what i said and then you have, okay, the, the heat is on. What are you saying? I'm listening so I can repeat it back. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I think that's it. O over time, it gets uh, a little faster than that, right? Yeah. Uh, most people, I think the thing that we're pointing out is this is a skill that's learned. And some people think, oh, because I'm married, then, you know, that's that's that the, that's the battle that's that's won. And, and no, it's, it's communicating every day so that you can know what, 
uh, we're talking about and also slowing it down enough to know that, oh, I, I, I'm my role right now is listening. It's not just speaking what I want to say or, or, or responding to what you said, but more listening to your heart. Yeah. And I think George said something very key. Like it's not once we get into this disagreement or what we call intense fellowship, right? It's not when you get there, it's really the discipline and the ha- creating the habit of listening, even when we're not in a heated situation, but just focusing on listening daily, like as a daily practice. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I'm just thinking, even as you're talking, some of our other discussions where we've talked about like not, you know, if you've got your device out and you're like the other person's talking and you're going, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh. And then if they ask you what they say, it's like, (laughs) there was no listening happening. (laughs) So so just that daily habit of put your stuff down, look at each other, listen to each other. That's so good. Mm -hmm. That's so good. Now, so we know that every marriage is unique, but after 25 years of doing this, what are the themes or patterns that you guys have seen as you've coached couples? Mm. Well, I can say things that are increasingly impacting couples this day and time are like mental issues uh, such as depression and anxiety, um, addictions, you know, substance, porn. Mm. These are issues that are, like I'm seeing more and more uh, impacting uh, marriages uh, today. Uh, So there's just so much brokenness um, that's out there, you know, people searching for themselves, um, feeling a sense of lostness, you know, even having different priorities such as, you know, pursuing career status, money, um, all those sorts of things. And we're not really prioritizing relationships. And I feel that relationships are a gift. It is uh, also a challenge, but relationships are a gift that help us stay in sync, help us stay healthy, help us stay in balance. And I do think in our world today, we're really like what our priorities that are being pushed in the world today are drawing us away from relationships, more self-serving things um, like the things I just named a few seconds ago. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't tend to our relationships until they're hurting and then we're Mm -hmm. trying to fix it. So. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And for for me, I think um, this might be a root cause, but like preparedness, like I think many couples think, Oh, we're married or we want to be married and it's just going to be like happily ever after. And if you don't take time beforehand to get yourself prepared Mm -hmm. uh, for marriage, that's deep conversations. That's, letting somebody else look under the hood, like a professional counselor or someone who just asks you the tough questions, right? We all have blind spots. And so I think if, if, if couples go into marriage, not prepared, I think that will just create its whole cascading effect of problems. Uh, um, and the, the other thing that I was going to say is I think uh, when couples are out of control, right? We all like to control things, right? Our environments, our careers, our health, things. But when we are out of control, and I think uh, COVID has has made us all have a quick responsive test to what do we do when we're out of control? Like so many couples uh, came to us, or we know of so many couples who are dealing with so many issues of being out of control, whether it's their health or whether it's careers or being in a house together all at the same time, at least in COVID, we were, we were like that. And so I think being out of control can create this whole subset of issues that we don't really know about. 
And when we understand how much, how little we are in control over, I think what we have to do is we have to be teammates mm -hmm. and respond to the things as we, uh, as we get them, but we do it as teammates, not as individuals. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. yeah. And I, I even just to piggyback off of that, like, I just feel like, um, valuing because that's it's a, really about valuing and placing that um precedence on healthy relationships is is mm -hmm. uh, also in addition to that preparing is like i want to have a healthy relationship i want to deal sure. with my baggage because life is hard and it is going to come at you fast and the more prepared you are for having that healthy relationship i think it's going to be key but then even if you are already married, it's just really doing the work that you need to do to make sure that you are healthy so that you can have a healthy relationship because a healthy relationship is made up of two healthy people. Right. Um, and so, yeah, doing that individual work, I, I do believe we're not supposed to do relationships in isolation. Mm -hmm. I do think God created us to be relational people. And when that gets out of balance, I think it throws a lot out of balance. Yeah. Mm. So uh, getting really practical then are we are there are there any just kind of general do's and don'ts f for communication in marriage? So many do's and don'ts. <laughs> yes. How much time do we have? How long is this podcast by the way? <laughs> However long you need it to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well I think uh some some big do's right is it especially with communication, I think we should always try to honor mm -hmm. our spouse. That's what, you know, any form of communication is we are to uplift, we are to respect, we are to lift up and to clear up, right? Because all those things can break communication down. I, I think re relational intimacy, right? We can't be uh, intimate relationally if we are, if we don't watch our tone and our body language, our cynicism and our sarcasm. Mm -hmm. uh, I think, all you know, it kind of goes back to those five purposes in a lot of ways that we already talked about. Right. So, uh, and then spiritual intimacy, right? Like the goal is to be heard. It's not to tear down. It's not to win the war, but to be heard. And so we have to watch those things that can create bad habits. Uh, and so that's a few of my to do's. Yeah. And I, I would just jump, um, and add in there, like building your friendship in every season is key. I think as people, we don't realize how much we're changing. Like I'm not the same person that George married when we got married in our mid twenties. You're not, I'm not that same person. anymore. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> Let me introduce myself. I, Hello. My name is Tom. No. <laughs> no. So in life we grow and we evolve and we change and we're, we're just being becoming we're in the process of, you know, that journey of becoming uh, more and more one in the image of Christ and more and more in who, who God intended us to be and why he created us. But I just feel like if you can keep that friendship through all of these seasons of ups and downs, it will keep you in tune and that you're constantly mm -hmm. knowing your good. spouse and having a relationship with, each other as you're growing and changing. So that's why I think it's so important for uh, couples to drink together, to have hobbies together, to have fun together. Um, even, you know, learn new things together, right? Like 
just making sure you're doing life together so that you are not growing apart, but you are indeed strengthening and growing together. Mm -hmm. Especially in those seasons of life. Like I know you guys, like we, you know, we're kind of in this emptying nest, right? They're gone and then the kids come back. But, but there's this time together that doesn't look like it did 20, 25 years ago and kind of rediscovering, okay, who are you now? And what do you like to do now? My back can't do some of the hiking I used to enjoy doing. Yeah. Right. I may want yeah. to, but that is not me anymore. <laughs> yes, that is so true, Linda. Yeah, you got new interests, you got new things, new your body is not what it what used to be, right? <laughs> your hobbies have to grow and change with what you're capable of doing. <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. And that's also learning what not to do, right? Yeah. So we, we we should uh a few things that I, I I was thinking about is we can't globalize, right? Sometimes we globalize our pain. Mm-hmm. We globalize arguments, meaning if if we had an argument in the previous season, uh, then we bring up how you know the sort of the reaction that every argument is. Oh, I don't want it to go there, and it's like, well, no, don't globalize that pain, or don't don't always use these two words that we say watch out for, and that is uh, watch telling your spouse or your significant other you always and you never because Mm -hmm. we never always and never, right? Uh, That's just a portion of the time that we do it, but when we use those words like you always or you never. That's saying 100% of the time, which is just not true, which is a trigger. Uh, And so those are two big things that I would say watch out doing in your communication skills. I I actually, yeah, I like that because not only are we growing as people, but we can also keep our spouse stuck, right? Mm -hmm. If we don't allow them to evolve, Mm -hmm. we, we feel like we already know them. And that's why I say don't take your spouse for granted. Mm -hmm. It's one of those don'ts because you will have them put in this box and not give them the opportunity to grow and change in itself, right? So, yes, I think that goes. And then you can always, I think, I know you say don't say always, but I do think. (laughs) It's already (laughs) happened. It's already happened. That's so hard. But we need to pray and seek God together, like letting God be kind of that center, that um, plumb line or that, standard that we're all pressing towards and let him also be a part of your relationship is always a do because he created you he created marriage and if we want to um, operate at our optimal peak performance Mm -hmm. we have to go to the creator to say how's this how does this work you know, we got to read that manual and I'm not one who likes reading manuals. <laughs> George says like, how are you going to put that table together? I mean, I can figure it out. I don't like reading manuals, but if that table is going to perform at what, how it's created to do, it's got, I have to read the manual. I have to go back to God and say, how does marriage work? Yeah. You know? So anyway, so I can already hear people saying these do's and don'ts, They sound great in the normal course of the day, but you don't know how it gets when we're fighting or when we're having intense fellowship, as you might say. So so what are some kind of ground rules that we can kind of set in place or I guess encourage people to set in place when it comes to arguments, intense fellowship, that kind of stuff? Yeah, I I think one ground rule is to always seek understanding of the other person's point of view and perspective, right? Like um, the goal is not that we fight each other, but that we fight with each other and fight for each other is the goal. And, And 
I think if we can slow things down enough to, or just be open-minded enough to hear the other person's perspective and point of view. I remember when, you know, when we were newly married, George felt like every time I would give my perspective or my point of view, he's like, I feel like you're against me. I feel like you're uh, always opposing me. And I'm like, no, no, I'm, I'm just trying to give you a more well-rounded perspective. Like I can see things that you can't see and you see things I can't see. So I'm trying to give you that more well-rounded view of a circumstance. So I think that would be a ground rule to help you guys to help couples is it don't be afraid to hear the other person's perspective. It's not threatening. It's actually going to make you better. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I love how she threw me under the bus. Uh, <laughs> telling my stuff from the past. For the sake of the ministry. George, I think you need to, uh, you know, be clear about what the issue is. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, you just took my answer, by the way. Oh, <laughs> that's funny. I was just going back to what you said before. That's funny. Well, well, I'm going to say it again. Oh, great. I feel like to be clear what the issue is, right? Sometimes mm. we want to just go off in a tangent and talk about how it makes us feel or, you know, our fear of getting back into this. But we have to define the problem. We have okay. to really look at what what is it that keeps us coming back here right and then number two for me is is you got to deal with the problem you just can't define it you got to deal with it and that's really rolling up your sleeves and working on the problem so some couples try to do it in different ways they try to do the silent treatment or put each other in the doghouse but you've got to be willing to roll up your seat I sleeves. I said I was sorry about that. No, I'm <laughs> that's what we call, that's what we call condemnation in, in your own mind. Uh, so, so, but we have to deal with the problem. And, yeah. and then I would say a, a few more things I think are major is we, we, we shouldn't ever throw out the divorce word, especially mm-hmm. when we're in a heated uh, conversation. I think those though, that's a big no, no. I think anytime we throw out the D word, it's very damaging and demoralizing. Um, and then lastly, I would probably say we start with the end in mind, right? That's a, that should be a rule. We always start with the end in mind. We, the way we start out is typically how we're going to end up. So if we're starting off calm and starting off clear and concise, then I think it will, it will be a pattern in which we can, we can go along the same um, uh, path that we can seek good communication skills and a, and a solution of our problems. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's awesome. So as you know, as this is the third in our communication series, and we've talked about love languages, and we've talked about um, how we love. So it's it's how we want to receive love, and then how we give love. And, and it just feels complicated, because it's figuring it out for ourselves, figuring it out for our spouses. Um, you guys have used the illustration of marriage being like a puzzle. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think that that's a great descriptor because it feels like there's all these little pieces and all this baggage and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And so how do we even start this journey? I mean, you know, for somebody that's maybe been married a while and it's like, okay, you got stuff, I got stuff, we're clashing. How do we start this? How do we really engage and begin mm-hmm. moving towards healthy communication? Yeah. Um, you know, with me being a counselor and just a coach, I am so big on introspection. Listen, introspection is so key because we, 
we're just reacting basically. And the reaction is something that has been ingrained Mm. and it feels very natural. Mm. It feels like you're, you don't have a choice in the matter. It's just so automatic, but if you can introspect, it will slow things down enough for you to kind of figure out like, well, what is it about that word or that situation that brings that side of me out is it'll help you understand yourself more it'll help you understand what filter you're using and what baggage is is being triggered from your past it'll help you understand your relationship more so when we can slow things down and introspect um then we can start making different decisions not being um you know, not just going with the flow of whatever our baggage has brought into our lives, but saying, Hey, I want to make a different decision. I don't want this to continue Mm -hmm. in my life. I have a choice in that. And so when you can, uh, slow things down, it gives you the empowerment of decision and choice in that moment to change whatever it is that you don't want to bring from your past into your present introspection is the start to that. Um, because yeah, I, I love, I love it because it, when George and I were first married, it was that slowing things down that let me know. Cause I came in with my, your baggage becomes your filter as well. Sure. So I had this filter of like taking words personally and George came from a different background where they say words however they wanted to say words and and you just knew you were safe and loved. Well, our two backgrounds had a little clash there because words were personal to me, words were just free for him. And so it was me slowing down and saying, what is he saying? Because I was like, he would say, oh, so-and-so does a great job at this. You probably should just talk with her and see if she can help you improve or get better at this. And I would just basically be like, so what you saying? I'm not good at this. Like right. I'm failing. You're not happy. You, 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 you married the wrong woman. Like I would just go through this filter narrative about me being a problem, uh, as a personal attack. And so, so that's why I really believe in introspection because it really helped me slow down and say, Hey, it's actually my mom's voice in my head, but George that's not his intent. That's not his heart. And so, yeah, anyway, so that's just an example, a personal example of introspection. That's she powerful, doing, though. She was globalizing. That's what she was doing. <laughs> Which is why it's an important thing not to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I think I think uh, starting a process, no matter where you are, is really, uh, you know, we our, our marriage ministry is called Journey for Life, right? We believe marriage is a journey. It should be for life. Mm-hmm. But that journey, right, is it's not a sprint, meaning it's not it's not going to be fast. Sometimes it's not going to be all pretty at first, but you really a a good marriage takes time to grow and to know each other. And some seasons you think you know each other and you just have to restart the conversations. You have to relearn how to communicate. Um, So I think putting those pieces together, it requires you to know know your baggage. Right. And that's. Sometimes we have to take a self 
examination and know our own baggage, know our own hangups, our own hurts. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, I think then I think it's when we know our own baggage, then it's fun to, to unpack our baggage together. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause then we can laugh at each other to know, Hey, I'm not the only one who brings problems mm-hmm. into this relationship, but we both do. And let's unpack that baggage together. Cause let's face it. Who likes to travel <laughs> with baggage that we don't need. Right. And, <laughs> and then for me, I think um, my divinity professor used to say, we're all cricket sticks trying to make straight lines. And I feel like that there's so many perfect people in life that we don't really realize that the imperfections is what we all have in common. Right. Mm-hmm. And as we are trying to communicate, right, we all get it wrong mm-hmm. and we all need uh, to work on and improve it it's a foundational issue that we all have. Mm-hmm. And I think just start the journey, like wherever you are, start today. Don't compare yourself to other people. Don't, don't look at others and say, wow, they have a better marriage than, than we do. If a marriage is good, it's only because they started, they started to communicate. They yeah. started to learn the skills and put the disciplines into action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I hope what you guys listening heard is that that was a really um, concise way of talking about what we talked about with how we love. Be- how we love is about understanding your baggage at its mm-hmm. heart. It's about understanding why you kind of, you know, think or act a certain way. Absolutely. And then, um, and then how you, or I should say how that comes out in a, in a marriage relationship. Mm-hmm. And so, it, so ho- hopefully that kind of made that made sense to you. Know your baggage, unpack mm-hmm. your baggage together. That's, that's how we love in a nutshell. <laughs> and and it's the five love languages because the five because your love languages come and or they speak to um your your attachment types which was from how we love. So it was all, this was the perfect little nutshell that we just ended this conversation in. So uh yeah, I think so again, I I I hope what you're hearing in this is it's about it's about the time, it's about the intentionality. It's about joining up with your spouse and saying, we are going to make this better. Mm-hmm. And and we can take the time and, and do the steps, do the do's, don't do the don'ts, do the do's to, to, to improve this. So, and that's by understanding, understanding your baggage. It's by praying together. It's by dreaming together. It's by tossing out the D word, like you said. And it's, and it's about um, understanding the root of the problems that you're getting at and just saying, okay, let's go through this together. And it's a team that's the, that's the whole point behind the marriage game plan um, Mm -hmm. that you guys have talked about is that you're a team. So you have to have a game plan together as a team. That's right. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. (laughs) Well, guys really truly thank you for your time thank you for your wisdom and in your heart for couples as always i i have no doubt that this is going to you know help people say like okay i can do this we can do this together yes so <laughs> um mm-hmm. I, friends i i hope that you enjoyed this whole little series on communication in relationships make sure to check out george and tandra's um site for journey uh for life um and again if you're in the area Come and join a couple's night out. They're a really fun time, and um, you wouldn't regret it. I have no doubt about that. Um, so, friends, we love you. We'll be back with you again with another new episode of Doable Discipleship next week. Thanks, George. Thanks, Sandra. 
Thank you awesome. guys for having us. <laughs> Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, consider giving us a rating or review on iTunes. If you do, you'll help other people find us in the future. You can also listen to these episodes on YouTube. Just subscribe to the Saddleback Church YouTube channel for these conversations, plus lots of other video content. And if you are already listening to us on YouTube, subscribe to the Doable Discipleship Podcast on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting app so you can listen in the car or wherever else you go. Don't forget to visit saddleback.com slash doable to check out all of our previous episodes and go to saddleback.com slash grow to find spiritual growth resources and view a calendar of upcoming events lastly you can always get in touch with us by emailing maturity at saddleback.com send us your thoughts send us your questions your bible questions your life questions whatever who knows your question might just inspire an upcoming episode thanks again for tuning in to doable discipleship i'm jason whelan and i hope you'll join us again next week